Hi, and welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Camera, proudly sponsored by Fujifilm South Africa. Joining me live in studio today is managing editor of techsmart.co.za, Mike Ubert. Mike, how are you doing, sir? All good, Ashley. How are you? I'm very well, Mike. So today we are chatting a little bit about wedding photography, a little bit about how to engage with people in on social media, as well as creating your style. How important do you think all three of those things are if you're running a business? You know, talk about a loaded question, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about style. I think if you're starting out in photography, it's very difficult to create your own style. Sure. You have to try and kind of like... Uh, grab here and grab there and uh, see where you fit in but I think at the end of the day you know the more photos you take the more you'll naturally develop towards a certain type of photography and also of course I mean the uh, your your lenses starts playing a role I mean we're talking to Dylan Kinn and uh, he talks how he chatted a little bit about how uh, he uses prime lenses and I think if you start using prime lenses for for example uh, and not um, use Zoom, then it's also, you know, it's a, you, you start seeing things in a certain way. Also probably important is the fact that if you can base your, yourself around a community of photographers that can sort of not influence you, but actually help you progress your style or, you know, give you feedback on, 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 on what to do and how to look at things a little bit differently, it also plays a massive role. How do you find those people though? Well, you just go to the Fujifilm community page and that's <laughs> where everybody's hanging out, man. <laughs> but uh, coming back to social media, it's important to not just post, but actually engage and, and follow the right hashtags. Yeah, I suppose. I th you know, lots of people spending lots of time on Instagram, but uh, it's also perhaps not just posting, also engaging with people, right? For sure. But I, um, there's a lady that I'm sure we're going to have quite soon, Judith Bell, on our podcast and she reckons that predominantly most of her wedding work is coming through Instagram. So oh. I, I think, it, especially in the wedding market, it might be that the brides are on Instagram, you mm. know, on Pinterest and mm. that's where you need to be if you want to be a wedding photographer. Well, we're going to chat to Dylan Kinn about that uh, a little bit later. So yeah, for sure. You're listening to brandlive.co.za an industry first in the world of internet radio. Not only are we an internet radio station, we're an internet radio platform for your brand. So why not expose your brand to potentially thousands of listeners and improve your customer relationships and brand equity with podcasts and live broadcasts? Be sure to check brandlive.co.za for more information. Brandlive.co.za, harnessing the power of internet radio. Dylan Kinn calls Cape Town home but travels the world to shoot couples, weddings and elopements. Dylan loves telling stories and capturing the intimate moments in between shots with his style influenced by a photo documentary and fine art. On a side note, Dylan also has over 10 years of experience in the web and online media space and creates websites from the ground up. Dylan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks oh. for having me here. I want to ask you about a quote that I found on your website. And it says, I don't do cheesy and post photos, just natural, authentic, real moments captured. How do you capture authentic moments? Uh, yes. So over the years, I've been changing my style and uh, really kind of perfecting the, the documentary kind of style. Um, so I really love just capturing authentic, candid moments, um, moments of weddings, um, even at engagement shoots of 
uh, just little things happening. So, I mean, you have to really just be aware of your environments and just you have to just observe a lot. Uh, so you have to become an observer instead of kind of directing people and uh, making them do poses. You just observe the situation um, and you'll find that things just naturally happen. Um, and then you just have to be really quick. So you have to know your gear very well. Um, it also helps if you have gear that's super easy to use uh, and it's very intuitive. Um, yeah. For the listeners out there that perhaps are not familiar with um, the current styles happening in, uh, for example, wedding photography, where uh, this documentary style is actually something that is growing and there's more demand for, can you quickly just tell them what this is all about? Um, yeah, sure. So the documentary movement is very much about capturing raw, authentic moments uh, at weddings uh, where things are more unposed. Um, so it's very different to the traditional kind of wedding photography where everything was very posed. Um, it would kind of be a whole production with lots of lighting. You would have like two to three photographers um, at a wedding day. Um, this is much more unobtrusive. Um, trying to capture the the kind of story of the day, actually. So from from my side, I'm trying to tell the story of the actual wedding day and of the couple. Um, so it's it's very much less contrived, and um, yeah, so it's very much about observing and telling the story. In a sense, it's also much more real, isn't it? Yes, definitely, definitely. Maybe maybe for our listeners, I mean, I'm I'm looking at your your um, Instagram handle and I can see you using quite a lot of sort of wider lenses, um, like the 23 mm 1.4 in your documentary images. Maybe just um, give the listeners some sort of tips, um, what to look out for, or what to how to shoot, what gear to top. Uh, well, no, let's try it again. Sorry, I'm I'm making mistakes. <laughs> okay, so so Dylan. Looking at your Instagram handle, I see a lot of sort of wide angle type shots, a lot of 23 mil documentary style images. Maybe you can just um, talk a little bit about your process um, to our listeners out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so over the years, I've been refining my style, as I said. Um, and I mean, when I first started, I started on a, on a DSLR entry level. Uh, I went out and bought a nifty 50 millimeter lens. And I was shooting everything with that. And um, I found it was very clinical. Um, you couldn't really get a lot of environments. And uh, over the years, I've just realized that shooting wider with wide angle lenses uh, just allows you to capture more of that story and, and those kind of documentary shots. Um, if, if you look at a lot of the street photographers as well, they're using more the kind of 35, 50 millimeter full frame equivalents. Um, so yeah, so with the Fuji system, I've been using the 23 1.4 um, for all of my wedding work. And I also use the 35 1.4 um, and the 56 1.2. So I only use those three primes. I don't use any zoom lenses. Just keeps it very small and compact, the system. And uh, generally, I shoot with two bodies. So I'll have an X-Pro2 uh, with one of the lenses. Uh, probably the 23 1.4 on the X-Pro2. Mm -hmm. And I'll have an X-T2 with the 56 1.2. Um, with those two focal lenses, it just gives me a lot of great options. Um, so yeah, I can get really nice wide shots. And then if I need to get like close up, I can switch over to the 56 if I'm not close enough. Uh, but generally with the, with the wider angles, like the 23 millimeter, um, it does kind of make the viewer feel like they're there. Mm. Uh, if, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you get from the, uh, X pro that you don't get from the XT? 
Um, the hybrid viewfinder, definitely. Mm -hmm. I love using that optical viewfinder, uh, especially for documentary and reportage uh, kind of photography. So I put that on when I'm uh, looking for moments and uh, it just gives me a wider scene so I can see things happening um, very, very fast um, and then I can capture those moments. Give us a little bit of a background story on how you got into photography because, you know, when you start off, uh, you tend to buy zoom lenses. A lot of people are buying like the 1655 2.8. Um, you don't just ne necessarily start off with fixed primes. So there must be, you know, I, I believe there must be some background you either formally studied or you spent some time um, viewing YouTube videos and getting into it. So, yeah, please share with us. Yeah, definitely. So I'm originally from Joburg. Um, I lived there my whole life and I was born there. And then I moved to Cape Town with my wife about five years ago uh, in 2013. And when we moved here, that's when I kind of fell in love with photography. Um, I went and bought the entry-level camera. I had a kit 18 to 55 uh, Canon lens. Uh, and I had a 50 millimeter. And I was just shooting everything with that. Um, and eventually some friends asked me to do engagement shoots for them and couple shoots and uh, I said yes and I really fell in love with it and uh, then I, it basically just became an obsession um, and from there I was just looking at tutorials, I was watching YouTube videos, um, one of my favorite YouTube channels was Digital Ref, yep. very very entertaining and super funny as well. Um, yeah, then I just got obsessed and I was just researching and I was reading a lot of stuff online. Um, yeah, I actually ended up buying a full frame Canon with a 2470 zoom lens because mm -hmm. that's what all the wedding photographers were using. Yep. Um, and I was renting the 70 to 200 as well initially. And, um, it just became such a big, heavy system with those zoom lenses, um, that I started looking into, into primes and especially with, with me doing documentary, I wanted to do a lot less uh, kind of flash work and just use a lot of natural lights. So with the primes, it does give you that faster aperture. So for low lights, the primes are definitely a winner over the over any zooms. You don't find it restrictive? No, not at all, especially if you're shooting with two bodies. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why did you go for um, the wider lens on the uh, X-Pro? Um, as I said, because it has the um, hybrid viewfinder, oh, yes, so when I'm using the optical, the, the, the wide angle looks really nice, um, to, and especially to capture those kind of closer documentary shots. You also do film photography, right? Yes. Uh, what do you prefer shooting? Um, Film-wise. I Black used to love... Um, oh, only on film, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll shoot with the Canon US 1, um, and I just have a 50mm 1.4 on that. Um, I love shooting Fuji 400H Pro, uh -huh. um, and sometimes I'll use Acros or I'll use Ilford Delta 3200 for my black and whites. Um, I, I sometimes use Portra 400 as well for my color work, uh -huh. but generally I only use Fuji 400H Pro. It's an interesting one for a digital photographer to go back to film. Mm. Because you often hear of film photographers switching to digital and then eventually moving to film back again. Why yeah. the decision to go for film? Did you try it out? Did you experiment with it? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, when I was reading and researching, uh, I saw a lot of guys using film. And uh, I found a, a wedding photographer named uh, Jose Villa, and I really loved his style. Uh, and he was shooting film Fuji 400H Pro. And uh, I thought I'd give it a try, actually, just because his work looked really nice. And I was trying to, to kind of emulate his kind of color and his style. Mm. 
so yeah, I found a Canon ES1 in Joburg from an old lady. And uh, no one shoots film a lot these days, so you can get them very cheap as well for the cameras. Um, so yeah, I picked it up for very cheap, and uh, I bought some Fuji 400H Pro uh, film, and I took it to one of my weddings, I think 2014, one of my first weddings. And uh, I shot a, a mix of film and digital, so it was hybrid. And uh, when I got the film back, I was just in love with it, eh? Talk to us a little bit about a post because <clears throat> I'm on your handle, Dylan, with Annie. And your color tonal range on, on the post are very similar. Is there a specific sort of color style that you're looking at when, you, when you're shooting or um, a specific sort of color grade that you post to? Yes, yes, 100%. Uh, so just a quick correction on the Instagram handle as well. It's Dylan with an I, not Dylan with, with Annie. <laughs> so, so just oh, so flip, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Sorry, oh my bad. Okay, let's let's rephrase that question because I'm like Annie must be your wife. I couldn't. I, I was also thinking, who's Annie? Okay, so sorry, man. It just you should have fixed me in the first place. Okay, so let's try that again. Um, so on your on your Instagram handle, Dylan with an I, um, I see that the images have a similar tonal range, which I think is beautiful because a lot of Instagrammers or Instagram posts um, are so differentiated. No, let's try that again. Okay. <laughs> so on Instagram, I'm on your handle, Dylan with an I, and I see your color tonal range on all these images are very similar. Um, is there a specific um, way that you shoot to create this, or is there some sort of post um, sort of graduation tool that you utilize to get this image quality? Yes, definitely. Quality? Um, it's so important for me to have all of my photography um, have a similar kind of tone and have a and have a similar kind of look. Um, so I generally keep all of my film simulations on my Fujis to um, Pro Neg High. Uh, which which has kind of a similar look and feel to the Fuji 400H Pro film, actually. Um, so yeah, I'll use that form simulation as, as a starter, and then I'll just tweak the images from there. You are also a web developer, and I had a look at your website. It looks amazing. Beautiful photos on there, but a very uh, simple style uh, to, to scroll through your photos and, and, and to see what you can offer. If you were to say... What's more important, your Instagram or your website these days? Uh, definitely Instagram uh, and any of the social platforms. Before, I think a lot of people were using the websites and uh, viewing the websites, but today it's mostly social. So mm -hmm. I get a lot of work from Instagram and also from my Facebook page. Uh, and there's a lot of interaction as well on those Instagram and uh, Facebook pages. Um, I think the website is nice just to have, so people can go look there, and the, the images are very nice, and there's very big images, um, but yeah, definitely Instagram and Facebook, so I try to be um, interacting and engaging on those platforms as well. I was going to ask that, how do you, how are you, how do you manage your engagement with, with uh, people interacting with your photos? Um, well, I try to post every day at around 10 a.m., and then I'll just check my phone every now and then, and then I'll make sure I quickly uh, interact and reply to comments. Um, I'll also look at hashtags on Instagram, and then I'll also engage there. So I'll look at relevant hashtags, um, wedding photography, uh, wedding photography South Africa, uh, Junebug, um, all of those kind of hashtags. 
uh, and, I, and I'll kind of get in there and also just start conversations there. Okay, so it's also about interacting with other people, not just uh, interacting with those people that interact with you. Yes, no, definitely. Uh, I've gotten work even like that, just by looking at hashtags and just jumping in and starting conversations with people. And uh, yeah, I've gotten work like that, definitely. Yeah, I think it's more important to interact than actually just post images. Oh, okay. so this is really important. I see you also provide a beginner's photography workshop. Yes, yes. Um, so I've been planning that. this for a while now. Um, and I've finally decided to do it. And uh, yeah, so I've booked a location in the Cape Town CBD. Um, yeah, it's going to be about three hours. And uh, yeah, it's going to be helping a lot of people. A lot of people have been requesting me to, to do it, actually. And and will this be like monthly or how are you going to plan this? Uh, well, this is the first one. So I'm going to see how it goes. Uh, if it goes quite well and there's, there's more of a demand, then I'll probably run more of them. And tell me, just out of interest, like, I mean, I'm a PE boy moving to Joburg. Why would a Joburg boy move to Cape Town? <laughs> um, so girl, basically, my wife was studying here at UCT. So she's originally from Joburg as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, we started dating and we were doing long distance. And I came to, to visit Cape Town a couple of times. And I really fell in love with the city. So both of us really loved Cape Town. We were both living in Joburg again for a while. And eventually, after we got married, then we immediately moved here. I want to go back to your couple photography and wedding photography. It's it's often so difficult to get a decent pose out of people. And now what yeah. you're actually demanding from your clients is something more intimate. It's almost like uh, you're capturing them off guard. But yes. in a way, you're not. Because you're, are you still directing them to, to, to do certain things? Or how do you find yeah. that moment that you capture documentary style? Um, so, I mean, in all of wedding photography, there's always going to be a, a little bit of posing. Um, so, with the family formals, that can never be documentary because you have to kind of direct them and get those formal shots. Um, so, yeah, I, I do direct them for those shots. For the couple shoots, uh, traditionally, you would be posing them a lot. And that's how I started as well. I was posing the couples and I was looking at Pinterest and copying poses and that kind of thing. Uh, and now, because I'm focusing on documentary, um, what I'm doing is actually, I just take them out to, to a beautiful spot, a beautiful location with great lighting, and I'll just say, go have a walk. Um, and I'll just kind of follow them and, and just docu document them being together. Um, I also ask a few questions. So there's no posing or anything like that. Um, it's more like, um, when did you know you loved each other? And they will kind mm. of look at each other and, and I'll start talking and then they'll kind of forget about me that I'm actually there, especially with the Fuji system because the shots are so quiet. Um, so they'll kind of just forget that I'm there and I'll just snap away. Generally, I shoot very fast as well with the couple shoots. So I'll shoot about 15 minutes to half an hour instead of the usual hour to an hour and a half where the photographer takes the couple away for like super long time. Um, yeah, I prefer the couple interacting with guests. So I always encourage them to, to hang out at the canapes interact i love getting those kind of shots um, and then we'll do a really quick kind of couple shoots and a lot of my couples are really loving that now actually tell me about destination weddings how do you plan for it how do you make sure that the day is captured as it should especially because they've now flown you out to this uh, amazing place uh, how do you ensure that everything is captured on the day yeah um so i generally have two camera bodies as i said um, and especially with the X-Pro2 and X-T2, it's so great that they have dual card slots. 
Um, before I was shooting with, with the DSLR and it only had one. So I really do have peace of mind now. Um, and I just make sure that I have my two bodies ready. I've got all my, all my lenses ready. Um, I also have my hard drives and my MacBook, which I take with me to destination weddings. Um, so immediately after every, every wedding, then I back everything up uh, to, to three locations. So two different hard drives uh, on the MacBook, and sometimes I'll leave it on the SD cards as well and then use fresh SD cards for another wedding. Um, yeah. Do you do research beforehand of the, of the destination, of the wedding venue actually? Oh, yes, yes, 100%, 100%. So depending where I'm shooting, I'll, I'll research the area, I'll research the venue, um, that kind of thing. I don't really look at other photographers though, so I don't say like uh, if I'm going to shoot in Limpopo, I don't say Limpopo wedding something, something, and then look at their style. Uh, I try not to look at other people's work, although um, it just kind of influences your own work, and then you just feel bad about your own work, and it's a whole cycle, you know. Is there any international photographers that you sort of look up to in your genre? Um, yeah, definitely. Kevin Mullins has probably been one of my biggest inspirations for documentary uh, wedding photography. So he's based in the UK, and I think he was one of the original guys um, who, who got into the Fuji system. I think he was shooting on the X-Pro1 and all of that initially. Yeah, yeah. And, I met uh, him. Um, super nice, humble guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's got some amazing work. Uh, what's, what's really great is he shares a lot of his stuff as well yeah. on his website. So he shares all of his techniques and uh, all of those kind of things. Um, last question before we wrap it up. Well, second last question. But um, talking about um, the Fuji sort of community, um, do you find that before you were um, shooting a different camera brand and now that you are a part of a Fuji community, you, you, you gain access to people's sort of tips and tricks more easily than you would have another camera brand system? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> Just because people are so passionate about the, the Fuji system, I, I get to meet a lot of people. Um, I also arrange a lot of Insta walks and Insta meets uh, with my other Instagram accounts, which is called Mother City Collective. Um, so we try to arrange a lot of Insta walks, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are changing and switching to, to mirrorless, um, especially Fuji. Uh, there's just such a great community as well. I'm, I'm on a number of the Fujifilm um, Facebook pages as well. So. I do interact a lot with uh, people online. Awesome. Dylan, where can we find you on social media as well as on the internet? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on dylankin.com on my website. And you can find me on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash dylankin. And I'm also on Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash dylankin. And uh, instagram.com slash dylan with an I for my personal work. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us in the Straight Out of Camera podcast. Um, well, you're not here, but we have you here. So thank you very <laughs> much for that. And um, we look forward to chatting again soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Cheers. Making a bold statement yet blending into the surrounding suburbs of Melville, 27 Boxes is a realization of edgy design and practical implementation. A radical departure from the shopping malls of our generation, yet not a return to the high streets of our youth. 27 Boxes showcases the best of a shopping centre set in a garden, surrounded by the bohemian suburb that is Mulville. 27 Boxes. Shop. Play. Eat.